thank you for joining us on The Skeptic Psychic, where we delve into ancient societies, the ghosts, the paranormal, UFOs, all looking at it from the perspective of the true believer and from the skeptic perspective. Joining me, my partner, my co-host, my sibling, Kimber Rodriguez. Myself, I am Richard Gregg. And again, let's look into being the skeptic psychic. Hello. We are live. Anybody out there? Yes, so sorry for the delay. We ran into some technical difficulties at the last minute, as sometimes happens when going live with things. I apologize for the wait, but we are live. Hello. Is it we you're looking for? Yes. So as always, um, we're a little off because of the technical difficulties, so I apologize. But my name is Kim Rodriguez. And I am always here, uh, Richard Gregg, who always wants to stand and look and say how wonderful, smart, funny, congenial, and very sanitary my sister Kimber Rodriguez is. Yes, I bathe daily, people. <laughs> anyway, we are the Skeptic Psychic, and we welcome you. We are live every Sunday night right here. Supposed to be 8 p.m. Central Time, but as I said, technical difficulties messed that up today. But we are on Facebook Live, YouTube, Twitter, and yeah, I think those all on Twitch. Sorry, we are also on Twitch. Mm -hmm. And... If you are watching us on YouTube, we ask that you like and subscribe and hit the notification so you can know when we have more videos up. We also ask that if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of those, that you, yes, rate us five stars and give us a review. We do read reviews on air, so that's a way to get a little shout out. And what are we talking about tonight, Rick? Well, we should always talk about to uh, the cultural significance of death omens. Death omens. Yes. Sounds kind of dreary. While I slept, we can worry. Upon, uh, there came a knocking upon my chamber door. Quoth the raven. Want more? <laughs> Always want more. Why don't you start us off tonight? Alrighty. To many of us, there is nothing more to be feared as much as death. Death, the journey beyond which many have taken, but few have returned. Those of who are snatched back from the hands of fate often report tunnels of light. Feelings of warmth or loved ones waiting for them. To others, the report seeing have nothing beyond the door except blackness. And to the end, all those who they were. For which is true. Or has anyone truly seen what really lies at the end of the mortal coil? Hi, Raymond. Welcome back tonight. And I hope you enjoy our conversation tonight. Learn a little and feel free to share your thoughts. 
And it is no wonder how prevalent death omens have become throughout various cultures over the centuries. Death omens are essentially a sign that your death is impending. Not because you are obviously sick or near death, but because it was foretold to you by something you either saw or heard. For example, in history, some cultures believe that the howling of a dog means death or someone nearby. An example of this is with Greek mythology and Cerebus, who was the three-headed dog that guarded the, un the entrance to the underworld. Well, interesting to note the fact of uh, Cerberus, actually, uh, they broke it down. It may be either Spot or Fluffy. <laughs> spot or Fluffy. That's yes. what's the name of Severus? That's what it's, uh, Severus uh, has broken. Uh, they, they say that's what the original name was supposed to be. Uh, but we well, can tell the Greeks. Yes. They did call it Fluffy and Harry Potter. So right. that makes sense. You know, death can be told in cloud formations, storms, or in the shape of a candle wax tripping. Far more often, it is told in the sightings of certain animals or insects appearing along your path. Blackbirds, such as crows and ravens, are often associated with death omens when they appear in your village or if they lurk around a certain house. Other birds, such as rooks and owls, are often associated with death as well. The hooting of an owl outside your window where you have never heard owls before or the suddenness of one soaring over your head in the dim dark of night can fill those who believe with the other dread. Same souls uh, for spectral black dogs or even black cats, living or dead. A rooster crowing in the night could also mean a death was coming. Hmm. Death omens come from folklore, often passed down over centuries within a region. At one point, it was probably even true. Maybe your great-great-grandmother died because she saw a black butterfly flying in the garden one morning. Does that mean that anyone who sees a black butterfly landing on a daisy will die? Probably not, but it certainly didn't help your ancestor. So maybe there is some truth behind it. It is better to be safe than sorry, right? So maybe safe the story, yes, maybe the story gets passed down and over time it is slowly changed due to our faulty memories. So that memory of great, great, great granny who saw the butterfly die, I'm sorry, who saw the butterfly died from the said butterfly, not because her husband cut down a tree and it smashed her. Or maybe the tree remains in the story. But hey, she saw that black butterfly before it happened. So maybe now we should avoid butterflies and moths altogether. What do you think? Well, it's not so far-fetched. When you think about how wild some of those death omens there are, for example, in certain parts of England, if the first lamb of the season is born black, it indicated a death will strike the family within a year. Someone's ancestor at some point must have died within the year after a black lamb was born, ahead of the pale fleeced brothers and if two lambs with black faces are born it's considered a, as a death omen to your entire flock of sheep probably wouldn't be too good for either of you considering what a financial hit it would be to lose the whole flock they'd be like get the flock out of here <laughs> uh, well for certain regions of spain and mexico 
There are those who believe that you cannot have a good life without having a good death as well. A bad death means painful end to life and can be seen as a result of magic or, more specifically, someone having given you the evil eye, a.k.a. ojo. Some people believe if it's raining at the moment of your death, then you will go to heaven. But if it's storming outside, you will be sent straight to hell. So when will the people of sunny and dry California go when they die? That's anyone's guess. But in rainy and foggy Britain, the sun falling down your face at her funeral is a nature's way of telling you that you're next to die. However, if the sun so sun shone brightly on an entire funeral party your deceased was guaranteed a slot in heaven funnily enough if it rains on a funeral then the deceased would all have a slot to heaven and if you hear a thunderclap that's just the acceptance of of saint peter to enter the gates interesting um so when it's not raining say it's like you said sunny or foggy is that when we go to purgatory Possibly. Oh, so that's where Frigatory fits in for all those who, who have died on a sunny day or on a cloudy day, but no rain. Mm-hmm. Odd numbers at funerals were unlucky in the UK and Asian countries. And you, odd you know, of course, what happens when you, it's, uh, it's, uh, when it's a sunny day and there's not a cloud in sight, guess where you go? Where? Sesame Street. Ah, there you go. So that's Purgatory and Sesame Street? I guess so. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. <sighs> so anyway, as I was saying, odd numbers at funerals were unlucky in the UK and Asian countries. An odd number of the funeral mourners meant one would soon die, as a decent required someone to accompany them as a companion to the afterlife. In many cultures, mirrors in a home must be covered, some going as far as to say you need black material to drape over any surfaces that may cause reflection. Why is this? I've always wondered. Because bodies used to lie in state in personal homes back before they built mortuaries uh, for days after death. A reflective surface could trap a soul of the deceased and prevent it from entering the afterlife. No one wanted to gaze in the mirror and witness their trapped loved ones gazing back at them in horror. Mm. But the other reason for covering mirrors is because it was thought that the first person to see the reflection in the mirror after a loved one's death would be the next person to die. Better look a bit frumpy during the wake rather than pay the price of your own vanity. Yes, that that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes sense why in a lot of um, funerals that practice this this um, culture, you usually see people, you know, dress, not dressed up to the T's, but, you know, looking kind of homely, so to speak. Well, I've also been to a funeral home where even the bathrooms didn't have mirrors in it. Hmm. Windows were kept closed as well, but in this case, it was so that the soul of the deceased could not fly out presumably so nothing else could enter the freshly vacant body as well. Other cultures insisted on leaving windows open so the soul would not be impaired on its journey to the great beyond. Now, ever wondered why, depending on the region, bodies are taken out of the building's feet first? Have you ever wondered that? 
no. Well, it is said that it is so the descendant would not, I'm sorry, would the be descendant. looking ahead. Wow. <laughs> the deceased. Right. The deceased descendant would be looking ahead and not back at the home where they were being removed from. It was thought that the dead could pull their souls of other families if they saw it with you. This reason for covering your mouth when you yawn is to prevent lost wandering spirits from trying to find a home in your body. I always and heard it was to keep demons out. That's when you sneeze. Oh, gotcha. That's what they say, bless you. Ah, I prefer salut to your health. Mm, I prefer... Gesundheit, which actually does mean God bless you in, in German. Uh, yes, salut, which is said in Spanish, is to your health. Do you ever find yourself whistling when you're nervous and alone in a cemetery? You are lucky to get out one piece, as if though the thought to summon the devil to claim your soul. So basically, if you hear some... Uh, some uh, guy working late at night in the uh, 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 who's uh, you know sealing up the grave, you know, just decides to whistle a happy tune. Yeah, I hear whistling in your background there. You got a spirit there with you? Uh, just a beautiful angel. Ah, uh, okay. Ever take your shoe and had it upside land upside down when you're taking it off? In some areas, this is a sign that the shoe's owner will soon die. And ladies, here's one for your husbands. If dirty socks are left near the bed, it is believed that the owner of the socks will die. So that's a good way to get your husband to put his dirty socks in the hamper. Tell him this omen, and I guarantee you he will not leave another dirty sock by the bed. Speaking of clothes, though... If you wear the clothes of the deceased related to you or not, apparently you will live a long life and you will not be sparing the planet. So hooray for recycled and repurposed clothing. I don't know if I could wear something that that some belonged to somebody who passed. I just I feel like their essence or spirit would still cling if that makes sense. Well, you know, uh, Irene Carroll probably wore a lot of uh other people's clothes because she did say in the song fame she wanted to live forever this is true and she did always say she would survive no that was uh that was gloria gainer they sound so much alike i always get them confused my apologies yes yes uh she's uh irene care also wanted to learn how to fly so yes photographs were once taboo as it was thought to capture your soul in the film but did you know that it was once thought as painters were condemning their souls as they would leave a piece of their soul in every piece they paint, leaving them closer to death? That explains why so many of them died young or went insane. Mm-hmm. And while you're not considering the de strictly a death omen, but if a rabbit crosses your path, you'll be visited by horrible luck. It is just if you come across said rabbit to turn around and immediately head back to home to wait the bad luck out. We wonder if that means for all people who go walking around with lucky rabbit's feet on them. After all, the foot wasn't really lucky for that poor rabbit. This is true, that poor rabbit. Now, going back to dogs, 
If your dog looks in the air and barks when there's nothing to be seen, blood is in your future. If he scratches on the floor as if something is underneath, then your days are few and numbered. If you like to climb trees, be sure it isn't an elm, as to fall from an elm is a herald of intimate death. Hmm. Twitch in your eye may be a bad sign, as it's thought to be a reaction to the angel of death nearby. That's interesting, because whenever I'm stretched out, uh, stressed out, my eye starts twitching. Hmm. But this has been going on for a few years, and I'm still here, so I guess I don't really have to worry, huh? Right. How many uh, in the chat wish on shooting stars? Anyone? Bueller? 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 I now, do. it is thought by some cultures uh, that some uh, seeing a shooting star means that someone within sight will die. Yes, Raymond. Um, it is thought that if you get clothes that were worn by a loved one that passed, that you will live a long life. That's the rumor. That's what they say. That's actually pretty, pretty interesting. I wonder if that counts for jewelry, too. Maybe. I do have some jewelry that was given to me from Baba, my great-grandmother, for those of you who don't know. There are many folk heralds of death. A German researcher of superstitions named Strachnerjan, who said that there are so many heralds and signs of death that superstitious man must wonder, why am I still alive? That's a good it's question. A, I mean, <laughs> all the I things, here? <laughs> right? With all the things that they say could be a death omen, why are we still living today? It's believed that every misfortune that befall on people were heralded by creatures from the other world, including plants. In fact, you don't even have to stumble across these things while you're out and about. Death omens can come to you in dreams. Jeez. Yes, and uh, Raymond says he has wished upon a star. Makes no difference who you are. Uh, you're reading where my... your heart is as will come to you. You're reading my mind again. <laughs> you know, it's almost unfair in a sense that not even lying there unconscious can save you from being visited by a death omen. In fact, repeated dreams of falling from heights, that you are naked, or that you're traveling across the desert on a horse with no mane, can mean, get out of the rain. Can mean impending doom. If you are scared, that is. If you dream you are floating, or you are enjoying the wind whipping past you as you fall at a steady rate, simply can mean that you're ready to let something that has been harming you go, or that things are falling into place. Now, speaking of dreams, um, I remember years and years and years and years and years and years ago that you had a dream you told me about and you felt that it was a death omen. Okay. And a week later, somebody very dear to us passed away. Do you remember this? Uh... Was it when Papa Don died or? It was, it was, you dreamt of a barn with a flaming skull that was coming towards you and then you woke up. 
Yeah. You said you felt it was an omen and then he passed away a week later. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, yes. I'm not sure where everybody else is either tonight, Raymond, but I'm sure they'll, they'll pop in. If not, we're, we're very grateful that you're here at least. <laughs> Thank you. We enjoy your company. Yes, but I just, I remember that dream to this day and how a week later he passed and you were like, see, I told you so. Yeah, the dream of losing a tooth, however, often means that someone close to you will die. We can't sugarcoat that one for you, unless you're a dentist who is in really in love <laughs> with your job. Yeah. Yeah. Well, male or female, if you dream you are nursing a baby and it cries, it means your imminent death. While not guaranteeing death, if you dream of rescuing someone who is drowning, it is thought that you will be tormented by water sprites that were cheating, cheated of their prey. No matter if you're just really excited for an upcoming vacation, if you dream or preparing for a trip, you need to cancel your plans in real life. Dreams of this sort, according to psychics, even today, these kind of dreams means you actually mentally preparing yourself for a minute death. So those dreams of me going to Tahiti and the Bahamas mean that I'm going, I should be preparing to die? I don't know. Well, I'm still here, so. Yeah. Don't know what that means. However, it, it is thought that if you are performing in your dreams, like singing or dancing perfectly, it is an actual omen that you will be murdered. Gee, maybe I should tell uh, my uh, dream band, uh, Steelworks, that uh, we got we to gotta break up the band. Does that go for that song, Dancing in the Sheets, also? I don't know. <laughs> Yes. You even heard the one about if you uh, uh, dream of applying oil on your body and then riding a donkey means you'll die soon. Was it because of the oil or is it the donkey that's going to kill you? Or the source never said. So maybe if you dream of applying oil to your body and riding a donkey, you'll be just uh, uh, riding a zebra. You'll be just fine. Or you should be lucky stars that in your dream was a raspberry gem you applied before jumping on onto your uh, your mule. In any case, maybe you should rethink those plans to go skydiving. What if I'm applying the oil to the donkey? I don't know. Yes. Interesting things. What if you dream you are being chased? Okay. Um, for that, I've heard that I think if I remember correctly, you're trying to escape your problems or you have some problems that you're not wanting to deal with. Um, is that correct, Rick? Yeah, it's basically uh, you're avoiding uh, some type of decision or then again, that is a death omen as well that uh, you're being chased means that the, the Grim Reaper's on your path. Ah. That's two. Oh. Well, I've dreamt of being Buffy the Vampire Slayer. What does that mean? That you're really cool. Awesome. 
Um, and others... you met Captain Awesome before he became Captain Hot Pants? Uh-huh. Other spooky death omens and dreams that indicate death include drinking alone, either on a hill or in a graveyard. Or if you see a picture of God being destroyed, you'd better pay up on your life insurance policy as soon as possible. However, however, yes, however, we do have some good news for you. If you dream of blackness or of death, it's just often a sign that you're ready to reinvent yourself like a clean slate. That is good to hear. Good to hear. Yes, I'm ready to reinvent myself. So, coming back to the real, real world, what else should we watch out for? If you sleep on a down feather pillow, it's suggested that you cut it open. Feel free to patch it up back later and look for a phenomenon called a death crow. Crown. A death crow is nothing more than a crow-shaped bundle of feathers all clumped together and thought to be the cause of those restless sleepers. Supposedly, if you find a death crow, you will still, uh, soon die unless you put it pull it uh, back apart. Yes, and that was a crown, not a crow. Are you sure? It could be a death crow. Uh, I saw a black beetle, dis beetle disappeared um, when dig for it awake, I might add, my grandma died the next day. I looked up black beetle totems from Native American and it said it was a sign of death. Interesting. It's grandpa. Yes. That's a very interesting story. Thank you for sharing that. You know, it sucks that if you're on a pillow, but how about poor Haley's Comet? which is visible in our skies only every 75 years. Has it been seen as a herald of doom going way back into history? The comet has been blamed for illnesses such as the Black Death in England and for the birth of two-headed animals. Well, with uh, one of my favorite authors of all time, Samuel Leghorn Clemens, uh, got to see the Halley's Comet twice. Wow, how did he manage that? Well, he uh, he lived to be seventy six years uh, yeah seventy six years old. Hmm. You so know, eighty one, I think. So he got to see it twice in his lifetime. You know, I've missed it both times. It's well, when it came around in my lifetime, I missed it, so I probably won't get a chance to see it in this life. Maybe it's uh, you know, looking at comment in general. The Hellbot Comet, which is thought to be by the Heaven's Gate cult in San Diego, uh, they believed that they should commit mass suicide as uh, it, the belief was that an alien ship was hiding behind it and it was going to uh, take their souls uh, to, uh, to heaven. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Also, they say seeing your doppelganger is always bad, as it is believed to be your ghostly duplicate. Abraham Lincoln shared with his wife once that he had been elected as president, that he had seen two faces in the mirror. His wife famously predicted that it meant her husband be, would be reelected for a second term. 
but that he would not survive it. Oops, mm. sorry, I. Interesting. <laughs> sorry about you know. that. <laughs> Interesting to note. I always had dreams about my doppelgangers uh, growing up in uh, elementary, junior high, all the way up to high school. Really? Yes. That I never knew. Well, I told you about them. You know. I just remember you once saying you saw something in the mirror that could have been your doppelganger. Yeah. Um, but that was the only time I ever remember you mentioning them. Yeah. I dreamed about them uh, a lot uh, growing up. Hmm. And so you're they, still uh, here, so. Yeah. Constant tapping or ticking sounds are often felt to be harbingers of doom. Though, depending on where you live, it may just aptly be named the Death Watch Beetle, who love to burrow into the wooden buildings and furniture and then bang their head on the walls of their burrow in order to attract mates. Now, if anybody has seen um, Practical Magic, they do mention the Death Watch Beetle in that movie and how they thought it was the omen that the one that you loved would surely die. Mm-hmm. So, and it happened a couple of times in there. So that's just a little interesting fact about that, that omen that it was mentioned in the movie. Right. These days, children were born with long fingers and often thought to grow up to be successful artists or musicians. But not that long ago, it was thought that these long fingers were an omen that the child would perish at a young age. Hmm. Similarly, if the first tooth that a baby has erupts in the upper jaw, that the baby will likely die in infancy. The same was said if an infant's fingernails were cut during the first year of their life. So you had a bunch of babies running around with long nails at that time, I guess? Well, just in the first year of their life, and usually that it's a slow growth when it comes to fingernails. I don't know. I remember my nephew's nails getting a little long before my sister-in-law trimmed them frequently. And they still here 20 plus years later. Right. Solar and lunar eclipses were once seen as death omens. That may be based on the solar eclipse that happened just before the death of King Henry I. I believe that was England. Interesting. Opals, as beautiful as they are, are tied to the Black Death, which is interesting because that's my birthstone. Mm -hmm. However, at the time, it was noticed that those who wore opals in the day saw their gems turn colors. It has been supposed, however, that the gem would sparkle with the heat of fevers, but the dim as the body cooled after death. But do you really want to take that chance? On a side note... Our researcher has says you can't go wrong with her favorite, moonstones. That's right, moonstones, which are not very uh, inexpensive, but also considered a good luck stone, as the ever-changing light reflects within the stone as thought to suggest a powerful and good spirit inside. In India, moonstones are even considered sacred. Well, being that, going back to the opal, being that that's my birthstone, I've owned several open opals throughout my life and the only thing i've seen with the change in color is maybe the shimmer in the sunlight or if the light hits it just right 
And after so many favorable years later, I'm still here. So I, I definitely don't think omens are, or I'm sorry, opals are an omen personally. However, speaking of the moon, if you dream of more than one moon, it can be considered a bad omen. This is the same as walking through muddy water, though that omen could possibly nothing more than harmful anxiety. Yeah. In Ireland, hearing three knocks at the door means death is imminent. In Scotland, three knocks only viewed as homages of doom. That happens in constant intervals or happens within a duration of a few minutes. And many Native American tribes believe three knocks spell doom as well. You know, that's really interesting about the three knocks um, because there is a lot of um, superstition that go beyond, you know, about the knocks. Um, some say it's because of the Holy Trinity. Um, those who are Christian, of course, in the Christian belief, believe that it is Holy Trinity. In exactly, fact, mostly. Yes. Um, they say that the way to tell if an exorcism is successful is if you hear three knocks and then feel a calmness in the air and the smell of roses. Um, that's how you know that a exorcism was supposed to be successful. So it's yes, very interesting how the superstition of the knocks goes throughout, yes. you know, different cultures. Right. And of course, Tony Orlando and Don didn't know that when they said, not three times on the walls if you want me. And twice on this wall. Yes. If you want me to go. Yes, hopefully that's the guy next door and not the demons in the house knocking three times. Right. <laughs> now, we all know that breaking a mirror brings seven years bad luck. However, if you let a child look into one before they have been christened or before they turn one, it's supposed to be doomed to an early death. Going back to black cats, which I don't believe this, oh, if one no. crosses your funeral procession and then someone in the deceased family will soon perish. If the cat is sleeping on the bed of someone who is ill, then it's supposed to be an indicator of their passing soon. Now, my black cat whenever I'm sick, wants to uh, sleep real close to me and make sure that I'm doing fine. We'll come up there and make sure I'm breathing. We'll make sure, you know, that I, I can, uh, if uh, I, I mumble or groan, it'll come, uh, go rushing to get my wife, uh, basically to uh, see what I need. So, yes, I don't believe that. My black kitty was the sweetest kitty. I wish I still had her. She was so loving. Um, so yes, black cats are some of the most loving animals a person can own as a pet. But let's go back to Mother Nature. Now, we've already said that if apple trees or cherry blooms fall, it's dangerous. But did you know that if your peaches bloom too early, it foretells the death in the family? But what is considered too early? Two weeks? Two days? A month? Um, I'm not sure on that, but I do want to point out that peaches actually have arsenic in the pit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm wondering if this could be scientifically explained, like maybe, you know, having too much arsenic in the pit could cause the illness. I know personally, I have a sensitivity to peaches and I get migraines from them, but 
that would be interesting if maybe if it blains early that it's an increase in the arsenic and that's what could possibly kill somebody looking at that from a scientific point um but again like you said what is considered too early now cedar trees planted in the yard are bad either the person who plants them or the person who transplants one is doomed to die as soon as the lowest limb grows out as far as your coffin would be so it's best to keep your fingers crossed if you're short like me yes raymond well, I, i've also had black cats cross my path and i'm just like oh look kitty mm -hmm. <laughs> i uh, you know i kind of like uh watch them go across the uh the road a bit and if they stop and look back at me I'm like come here yes come here you and the cat usually looks at me like ah, ah. bye bye mm -hmm. yes i've meowed at them and talked to them and they've meowed back at me Mm -hmm. Broken glass or fr framed on portraits have been known to symbolize the death of the person pictured. However, if the glass breaks on its own, the death will, uh, will be with someone within the family. So if you break the glass of a picture, that means that the person in the picture will die. However, mm -hmm. if it falls on its own and breaks, then somebody else will die? Yep interesting many people believe breaking a glass after drinking a toast to be lucky but for those it can mean i'm sorry but for others it can mean a bad death will come to you hmm. interesting. nothing seems to be exempt when it comes to ovens even baking if a loaf of bread splits across the top and overflows the pan while baking indicates someone in the house will die so make sure you get that bread out of the oven quickly before it it overflows right now early settlers in pennsylvania believed that a clock striking noon when fresh bread was being served meant untimely death was on its way the same can be said for a clock that doesn't run but still strikes anyway or if there is ever a 13th strike now i have heard that about the 13th strike whenever the clock strikes 13, it means something bad will happen. Yeah. That does happen because uh, going back to birds and death watch beetles, a woodpecker banging on your house is a death omen. You might think that we mean to the bird, but nope, death is coming for you. Ah, now interestingly i personally you know would want to get rid of that woodpecker now i'm not saying i'd kill it but i would definitely catch it and release it somewhere far from my house um of course you could try shooting the bird for predicting your death before you go but again that to me just seems cold and heartless so i'd say yes. let's just capture it and take it somewhere else In Ireland, it's considered bad luck to come across a stranger woman with red hair, an actual hare or fox, when setting out the first thing in the morning. A robin, a stray cat, or a cricket coming into the house is seen as a good omen, though in Dublin these are considered, considered uh, harbingers of death. So most of 
uh, Ireland believes that you have a robin, straight cat, or a cricket coming in. Good omen. But in the capital city of Dublin, it's a harbinger. Now, that's interesting because in a lot of cultures, again, crickets are supposed to be good luck. Um, one, again, springs to mind the Asian culture. But going back to the woman with the red hair, why do redheaded women or redheaded people in general always get the bad rap? I've always thought red was such a beautiful hair color. I always wanted my hair to be like a nice auburn. But they always get a bad rap. I always feel for the redheaded people. Now, if a blindfold, blindfolded person were to touch a saucer in which earth, water, salt, or beans are being kept on a Hallow's Eve, it could symbolize death, immigration, luck, or marriage, depending on which he touched. One famous white witch, Biddy Early, who lived in Ireland in the 19th century, somehow, somewhere, between the towns of Bodak and Firk, would foretell the death or recovery of those who were ill when they would visit her. She would add a shamrock to the bottle filled with fluid. If it rose, then they would recover. But yea, if it sank, they would die. Not exactly a dead omen, but apparently she had a good luck track record. That's awesome, Raymond, that your sister has red hair. I've always loved red hair. We have a, an aunt that, that has beautiful red hair, and I've always wished I could have her hair color. Now, it is obviously an omen of death to witness a phantom funeral, especially if you recognize participants or happen to catch sight of the corpse and see that it is yourself. Folklore on this particular death omen has been found in British Isles as well as in Germany and Switzerland. These funerals, however, only touch upon one sense. If you can hear the hymns being sung and the tramping of feet along the funeral route, you will not be able to see anything. Likewise, if the apparitions are visual, it will be accompanied by complete science. So in other words, you will either see it or hear it, but never both together. That's one hard to say yay or nay, but the thought of celebra celebrities die in threes. But then what does celebrity mean these days? You know, it is someone with more than a couple thousand YouTube uh, followers, or does it mean someone who has a couple of Emmy awards behind their belt? It is considered a commonplace for pregnant women to avoid funerals, as some believe overwhelming emo emotions can carry can cause women to miscarry. In other times, however, it was thought if a pregnant woman were to look upon the deceased, that it would somehow be able to get your unborn child to enter the land of dead. Mm. You know, no matter what kind of bird it is. The idea of a bird coming in through your door or window is a harbinger of death. If it alights on your chair, then you are the one who is foretold to die. In some places of the word, world, sorry, tongue-tied, a bird simply sitting on a windowsill and looking in or tapping on the glass as an ominous sign. 
That's interesting because we have birds come onto our porch daily and like land on our door and tap on the glass. And, um, but as far as a bird flying into your house, I do remember on the day of a certain someone's birth that we both know a bird flying in through the chimney. And it was a bird that we could had never seen before and could not um, couldn't find anything couldn't name the bird do you remember this situation yes i do and in that it wasn't a harbinger of death um at that same day my sister-in-law at the time went into labor with our first niece and she was born healthy and still with us today so i guess that could have been a good omen at that time maybe ever heard the phrase three in a match and one she'll die this was a prevalent uh, saying during the Crimean War, back in the 1850s, where it was said you could you should never light three or more cigarettes on the same match. It was thought that striking a match will give away your presence in the dark. The second uh, soldier lighting up will give the enemy time to aim, and a third soldier would used to be the one to take the bullet. Now, this really isn't an omen, but we did come across an interesting superstition whose influence has been lost somewhere in time. It was said that if you were good in life, then flowers will grow on your grave. But if you were evil, your grave would spout weeds. So true, too true. Pallbearers in funeral will always wear gloves not because of the weather or a sign of respect or the fashion of the time gloves were to put a little distance between the deceased and those carrying them to their final rest it was thought that those without gloves risk allowing the soul of the deceased to enter their body that is very interesting i yeah. you know you see it but you never it you never really think about why it's just something you know that we've come to see so that's a very interesting reasoning to find out why that is. Mm -hmm. Now, in past times, if you passed a hearse, you were, touch, you were to touch a button on your clothing. The reason for doing so was to keep you grounded in the here and now, rather than allowing your soul being pulled to follow the deceased. Hmm. I've never heard of that. Um, I do know that there's some that when they see a ambulance or a hearse or something go by, um, if they're Catholic, they will do the sign of the cross. Um, but I've never heard of touching your buttons, so that's a new one on me. Maybe because the buttons are usually in the in the front, so you know you're touching your buttons and going to the left and then to the right. Possibly. Ever wonder why you toss spilled salt over your left shoulder? Well, not really a death omen. It was thought the devil sits on your left shoulder and the angel on your right. Tossing salt over your left shoulder would sit to temporarily blind the devil while you clean up your mess to prevent him from leading you deeper into transgressions. Interesting. I always knew it was for luck, but I never knew it. I was, you know, blinding the devil. Now, a bat entering your house was seen as a harbinger of coming death in the house. In Mesoamerican mythology, bats were seen as creatures of the underworld and were unable to be separated from the concept of death. 
which again, I love bats. I think they are the cutest thing to me. They're like flying foxes, adorable. Um, we actually had a bat. We got up one morning and there was a bat in our bathroom and it was the cutest little thing. We just kind of scooped it up and, and set it free outside. So I, I have never understood why people think bats are so evil or scary. They're cute and cuddly. Very nice, thanks. Yes. All right. Now, we've spoken of black butterflies, but yellow butterflies are also seen as an omen of sickness and death, depending on the culture. Sorry, one moment. Let me just see where we're at. Now, bulls are often seen in certain areas as a symbol of death. Yeah, I mean, bulls are pretty, you know, they get pretty angry and they'll charge. So I can definitely see that as they're one to charge and aim to kill. Um, but it is thought that this is because the bull and specifically its blood were often used in religious sacrifices. In countries like India, Persia, and ancient Egypt, bulls were considered holy. Over time, these have often, often degraded to where now the sight of a dead or dying bull can be a harbinger of your own doom. Horses mostly uh, used to symbolize life. But the one time it means death is when you find four of them together, as it is reminiscent of the uh, four horsemen of the apocalypse who will bring the end of times. Another time that a horse can be seen as an ill omen is if you see a horse standing saddled with or without a rider in a place you wouldn't normally see one. This is often considered an omen thanks to the countless westerns where a horse without rider means the cowboy died with no one there to notice. That's sad. Moths have been thought to represent decay. And in Celtic and Greek times, moths were considered to be a sign of impending death. Though other cultures have thought moths represented the souls of the deceased family members or friends. The Native Americans believed the moths were to be an important reminder of the relationship between life and death. Rats, given their nature in the wild, are often depicted uh, with death, disease, and decay. The sight of rats leaving a house was believed to be a sign of coming death to the household. Though many cultures in the world actually believe the rat to be a good omen instead. Now, interesting to note, a lot of the Black Death and uh, bubonic plague during the uh, Dark Ages were due to rats that were infected with uh, ticks and fleas that were infected with the plague themselves. So. Mm -hmm. so that makes sense why they would think you'd see a rat, you would be doomed to die because during the plague the fleas of the rat and there is actually not only during that time but i mean there are still 
instances of the plague today, but thankfully with our medicine, we were able to treat it and it's not as widespread and de death detrimental as it was back at that time. Mm -hmm. Now we did speak earlier that hearing a rooster crow in the middle of the night um, is a fact that somebody is going to die. But if it doesn't crow in the morning, it means something horrible has already happened. But you just haven't discovered it yet. So hopefully our, our poor rooster's still around if he's not crowing in the morning. Scorpions, not to be confused with uh, the heavy metal rock band from the 80s, a real danger to plenty of the creatures bigger than itself is a symbol of lethal danger, disease, and impending doom. These members of an arachnid family are often seen as symbol of great evil. But in some cultures, it's actually a positive totem or spirit animal. In ancient Egypt, it represents life and death as a sign of a metaphysical transformation from one form to the other. Interesting. Spiders. Ugh, sorry, terrified of spiders. Um, and they are considered dangerous, not so much for their physical features, but for how some species can kill mammals up to two hundred, up to a hundred times bigger than they are. And it doesn't help that it has eight legs, the number of eight representing life and death in an endless loop. Uh, yeah, um, spiders can just stay away from me. Thank you very much. Snakes as a death omen are mostly seen in the Hindu religion as snake bite was one of the most common ways to die in India for centuries. Most cultures, however, link the fact that it sheds its skin to instead see it as a link to rebirth and significant change in one's life. Not a big fan of snakes either. Um, however, would you be surprised to learn that after a creepy crawly critters we've mentioned that the lovely swan is also seen as a death omen? This is because it has a long been believed that the swan can foretell its own death. And it sings a beautiful song at the moment before it passes from the living to the dead. In ancient Rome, however, while the swan was an omen of death, it was an omen of an honorable or good death. And that was therefore welcomed. Vultures. Uh, the wonderful vultures not a shock to find them making the list as they are actually a carrion bird it feeds on corpses but that isn't why they're considered to be a death omen vultures are often linked to the devil because they are believed to be able to sense an impending death many cultures believe seeing one or more indicates death is coming I think they mostly just come around after something's already dead. Yep. I, Raymond, I cannot take spiders, big or small, in movies or on TV or even in real life. They just creep me out to no end. Big, little, or short, or tall. She just hates them all. Ooh, and she doesn't want anyone. Yes. Now, flowers bring on thoughts of love and beauty. However, dead flowers represent decay, negative energy, and sadness. To dream of dead flowers, however, isn't automatically a death sentence. 
It instead may simply represent profound change or courage in your dreams. Chrysanthemums, however, alive or dead, are a sign of death and mourning, as well as cypress trees. Now, aren't chrysanthemums uh, deadly if you eat them? Yes. So that makes sense of them being a, a death, you know, a sign of death. <laughs> Even though some of our idioms these days have some fairly horrific births, such as taking kicking the bucket. Did you know this originated from those who were hung, having the bucket that they were standing on kicked out from underneath them, leading them to their death? Logical. In northwestern France, there's a region that believes that the last family member to die within a year becomes the family's personal grim reaper for the next year or more until they're replaced by another family member. Hmm. So maybe uh, when dad died, Papa was waiting there for him. Well, you know, that kind of makes sense because you know how they say that we're greeted by our loved ones in death to help us pass mm -hmm. over. So I, I could believe that, you know, you see someone that you love who has passed. Yeah, it may be. That is interesting. So. The same region also believes they can save their family from cancer by leaving butter next to the dead relative who has died from that condition. It is thought that the butter has the ability to soak cancer from the disease, and once sufficiently stuffed full of the absorbed cancer, the butter is buried outside the house, therefore protecting the rest of the family from getting cancer. This is from a group, uh, a, uh, a culture that eats a uh, uh, foie. You know, that's that's really interesting. I mean, we've lost a lot of family members in our family to cancer. Um, so it's good to make sure we have butter on hand. <laughs> yeah. Now, some cultures refuse to keep water in the same house as the deceased, as the soul could slip and fall down it and drown. How can the soul drown if they're already passed? That doesn't make sense. But I don't know. Go figure. Yep. The sight of phantom vehicles thought to be here to take the souls of the dead onto the next journey, be it a carriage, boat, car, or train, can leave the strongest shivering in their tracks. The Maori, um, Mo, Ma, Maori of Ma New Zealand. Maori? believed in spirit canoes, and it would rise to the surface of the water as an omen of destruction. Raymond says, I always believe that when a loved one passes, that the previous family member are there to greet them in heaven. Agreed, Raymond. I've Agreed. always uh, believed that as well. Now, ever seen a will, willow the wisp? This is a ghostly light, sometimes seen flickering in the night, or perhaps static li lightning sparking blue amongst the underbrush. Perhaps it is the ghost light of the reaper instead of, I'm sorry, steadily making his rounds. Interesting. 
I've always thought of the Will-O-Wisp as being uh, almost like a fey creature, like a fairy or a... Mm -hmm. I've always seen them also as a fey as well. Mm -hmm. so. I mean, first of all, Halloween, when children dress up as little girls and ghouls and going door-to-door -door for the candy, but had no idea why it takes place at the end of October, when your little ones usually end up with coat covering and costume just to stay warm in the chill night air. What would you say to know that Halloween was actually inspired by the ancient Celtic ritual called Samhain? The Celts believed that it was on Samhain, as nature was dying, that the souls of the dead were returning to our world. Mexico's Dia de los Muertos, or Day of the Dead, is much the same. For one day, the dead could return to our world, seeking their homes and their loved ones. Wait a minute. Um, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Uh, we are going to be covering that stuff in about two weeks with our Halloween episode. Isn't that right? Sneak peek, I guess. <laughs> well, unlike the Day of the Dead, however, the Celts believe that the fairies called... I. I is I could cross as well on this special day. These fairies, I said I, yeah. Okay, these fairies are fierce guardians of what they considered their own to be a fairy hill, a fairy ring, a special tree, or a body of water. As they crossed over, they would punish those they considered to be trespassers often kidnapping trespassers or replacing their children with changelings. Changelings. And let's talk also about the, uh, the wonderful creature, the one, the only, the wailing woman. Everyone knows her name. We shall call her the Banshee. She was someone you couldn't avoid no matter what you heed. The Banshee announces upcoming deaths within a wailing and keening. You can close your eyes to the Banshee and clap your ears over it. Would ye not save ye? In fact, in some Irish folktales, they believe that each family had their own Banshees who would walk and go as needed. We're not sure of its company or terrifying to think that some spectral figure who you called the ancestor home is familiar enough to know the entire family tree, down to you especially. Now, would she just hover around unseen until her time to start wailing? Mm, not a comforting thought. Death omens in Britain can include a black cat sleeping near your bed, especially if it does so for several nights in a row, which, again, my black kitty used to sleep in bed with me. She'd curl up behind my legs. Um, but again, they do get a bad rap in a lot of cultures. Not only are they harder to place for adoption, they are also targeted as a much higher rate than other color cats for abuse. As cat owners, both in past and present, we need to stress that the superstition is only that, and black cats can be wonderful companions, and they are not evil in any way. So we definitely recommend if you're looking for a cat, rec we suggest looking for a black cat 
they are loving thought you know caring creatures that rarely get adopted as said before and if you do get a black cat make sure you keep it indoors because they have been kidnapped or catnapped i should say and treated badly and and often killed so just want to touch on that um raymond i think snakes we did mention earlier that they can be an omen um i too do not care for snakes but in some cultures they do consider them to be rebirth because of the way they shed their skins so you know it all depends on where you are and what you believe sorry for my tangent there about the kitties love cats i hate to see anybody treat them badly <laughs> all right and leaf blight on vines or trees losing branches and other portents that can send, send, uh, signal death swans on the lake are doves which we've uh, discussed before where they haven't been seen or far are also uh considered an omen in poland the sight of a bird can interpret as the soul of a woman in flight as women's souls differ from those of men such evil signs are thought to be warded off by uttering certain prayers in monotone burning incense made of herbs burying compresses made of dog fat or hauling those who are sick to local crossroads it was assumed that some of uh, nature especially trees growing close to the home were so strongly connected with the occupants it was possible for a man to see his fate by observing them in the pre-slavic times people planted thorny bushes on graves such as blackthorn blackberry or hawthorn so that their shadows and thorns were supposed to suppress an evil spirit and prevent the dead from getting to the world of the living whereas a birch was regarded as a good and merciful tree as if to seem to cry over the deceased according to the existing cult of the sun slavs also people of scotland england and belgium they bury their relatives with their feet directed towards the west in connection with that birches were planted in the northern part behind the deceased's head so that he could look at the sun for the whole day and the tree aiming its branches toward the light leaned over a grave and cried since a long time ago a yew tree was regarded as a tree of death as well as lilac bushes planted on tops of graves it is felt that the lilac were to bloom again in the autumn especially if it bloomed white then someone close to the buried person will die soon myrtle trees losing their leaves as well as the portent of the upcoming death in the family in poland an apple tree blooming in the autumn was a sign of a death coming if it suddenly dried up the, that meant the oncoming death was specifically for the older a cherry tree growing on a grave mean that the deceased was asking for more prayers to be said for its soul even the sweet little ladybug and its adorable red suit with black polka dots polka dots never go out of fashion love them dearly <laughs> um it can be seen as an omen of death sort of it's actually considered a symbol of death and resurrection with lively living butterflies being good luck especially if one lands on you in some cultures however a dead ladybug means you are probably under an attack and it died protecting you from evil spirits 
you know, that's interesting because growing up, my dad always called me his little ladybug. Um, that was his nickname for me. And after he passed, um, I would always find ladybugs. They would land on my car. Um, they would follow me around. They would land on me. And if I like flicked them away and moved away, it would fly back and come right back on me. And I always assumed that it was my dad, you know, letting me know he was still with me. And the last one that I saw was when my husband had had a stroke and he was in a nursing home. And then I found a ladybug there on his bed. And I just knew in my heart that was my dad letting us know that he was with us and that, you know, he was looking after us. And then, of course, his family came and wanted to kill the ladybug. And it just, you know, crushed me because it was like that connection with my dad. And I was like, you're killing that connection. <laughs> just wanted to share. Sorry, tangent. Yes. What is that? Now, as for resurrection, did you know that ladybugs start off as an egg, hatch into larva? and then molt several times while turning into a pupa before emerging as a cute little cutie that we know and love and adore. In some Native American tribes and Asian cultures, ladybugs, however, as a sign of bad luck and are killed on sight, while in Europe, killing one is said to bring on misfortune. In Korea, the ladybird, ladybug, excuse me for that, is a harbinger of death and also killed. In general, the red color of the ladybug can be seen as a reminder of blood and death and therefore remind people of their mortality, while its short life cycle is reminiscent of how fleeting our lives are in the grand scheme of things. It is interesting to note, however, that all of the spirit animals out there, the ladybug is the most common. Interesting. So there's a lot more about that little ladybug that I've always cherished because of a nickname than mm -hmm. I knew there was. An empty rocking chair seen moving back and forth is thought to be occupied by the deceased family member who has come to uh, choose the next to go. You know, it's interesting. A friend of mine, I know, I keep going on tangents tonight. I apologize, everybody. If you want me to shut up, just tell me. But a friend of mine lived in a house haunted by someone who had passed and her rocking chair would move back and forth nightly and you could see it and hear it creaking throughout the night. Um, but it was thought that if you cut a garment out on a Friday, that the person who you were with, who you were making it for would die before the clothing was finished. It's a similar story for a quilt. If you begin it on a Friday, it was thought that you wouldn't live to finish it. So never start quilting or sewing on Fridays. Take the weekend off. Enjoy the weekend. Start sewing and quilting on Mondays. Um, as this was such a fear for one domestic servant in French Canada that she expected disaster to strike her daily until she finally completed what she was making. Well... Popular rhyme has even made its way into a modern-day pop song regarding crows or magpies. Depending on how many you see, can, can signify many things. Thankfully, not death. 
One for sorrow, two for joy, three for a girl, four for a boy, five for silver, six for gold, seven for a secret never to be told. The rhyme goes no higher, but there must be a reason why a flock of crows has always been referred to as a murder. I've often wondered that. Um, I do know that they say that crows do remember, and they do, and they can be vengeful. So always be nice to crows. Yep. Um, in other cultures, six crows actually means death is near. While here in the U.S., we might be tempted to follow the bird to its flock mates until we hit the number we'd like. Those in the U.K. are supposed to salute each bird they come across. I believe in saluting birds whenever I come across them. Interesting. I just talk to them and say, oh, hi, little birdie. How are you today? Yes. I've also talked to the trees, but they never listen. <laughs> I know our mother loves trees. She thinks she was a druid in another life. Right. So long as the bird isn't tapping under windows, you should feel fine. If it taps, your time is surely up. I don't know. I've had birds tapping on my windows for years, and I'm still here. So. Yep. But in some cultures, that owl you hear can actually has to screech at you three times again the threes before it means death but in but if it somehow gets in your house and lands on your bedpost all bets are off um i do want to point out that in the mexican culture they have what's called lechusa which is the owl, spanish word for owl and this is supposed to be a witch in owl form so they do think of it being a bad omen if you see an owl or if you hear an owl outside because they believe it is a witch coming to haunt you or, you know, make your life miserable. So just be careful of those owls, people. You never know. Mm -hmm. I knew a guy up in uh, Pullman whose job was actually to find new owls. Oh, I think they're beautiful creatures. I, mm -hmm. I think they're very interesting. But yeah... It, I've known quite a few people of Hispanic heritage that we would be out and they'd see an owl and they're like, oh, Lachusa, we better get going. I'm like, okay, if you say so. Yeah, if you say so. Yes, I do also, Raymond. I talk to all animals. I love animals. Except for snakes and spiders and bugs. <laughs> yeah, we were... Uh... I've got a picture of a uh, of a, a horned toad that uh, came crawling out of the bushes while I was outside, and uh, actually allowed me to take two or three pictures of it before I uh, just walked back in again. Yes, I haven't seen one of those since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah. We can uh, tell you some all these wonderful. Uh, things but it's eight uh it's nine twenty three. should we share them the rest on our um, blog so people can read through them if they prefer to continue to hear more mm -hmm. okay all righty you know we uh like to just kind of close out just a bit here and just uh you know Re, uh, 
uh, you know, just what else could we uh, say about this? Mm. You know, you could always reach us uh, at our website at uh, skepticpsychic.com. We're on Facebook, uh, Skeptic Psychic. On uh, YouTube, on YouTube. Twitch. Yep. Um, if you have any questions, you can always reach out to us at info at skepticpsychic.com. Or if you want to, you know, share your story, or if, even if you'd like to be a guest on our show, we have had a few guests in the past, haven't had one in a while, but we're always looking for people with interesting stories and interesting lives who would like to share on our show. So you can always reach out to us at info at Skeptic Psychic. We do post these videos on audio. Again, I am behind on that. I'm trying to get caught back up. Um, but you can listen to our podcast also through anywhere podcasts can be found. Um, we do ask that if you listen on one of the other podcasts that you rate us. Um, how do we like our ratings, Rick? Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, un, du, dua, get, ein, zwei, bein, dein, ich, ni, san, chi, jo. Yes, we like five stars, but we'll take whatever you give us. Um, I'm glad you really enjoyed the information, Raymond, and you're always welcome. Thank you for joining us. And other than that, um, if you again, if you're listening to us on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe and hit the notifications. Right. And then and next week we'll be talking about uh, the curse of Hollywood, uh, Hollywood films, as well as curses in Hollywood. Yes. Yeah, so you will hear about the supposed curse behind great movies such as Poltergeist, The Exorcist, Amityville, and many others. So we ask that you tune in, same bat time, same bat channel, or should I say same psychic time, same skeptic same psychic channel. channel. Yes. <laughs> Y'all have a good night. And we, again, we always appreciate you listening in and sharing your thoughts. If I ramble on too much again, let me know. I do tend to talk quite a bit. My nickname right. growing up was Chatty Kathy. Yes. We can't wait to see you next week, Raymond. Have a good night, everyone. And you as well. Uh, and unpleasant nightmares. Sweet dreams, everyone. Good night. Good night.